I saw Jody again the other day. She's a whore now, making twelve thou a year, doing quite well at it. I remember way back in college days, thinking to myself, now Jody's not the marrying type. There stands, or sits, or lies prone, a career woman if there ever lived one. It was nice to know I'd been right, and that she was doing so well. She offered me some, no charge, of course, for old time's sake, but I just couldn't get into the mood. I mean, it would be like taking free legal advice. I mean, it's the girl's profession. So we sat around at her place, lovely little apartment in a hotel on Lexington Avenue, and talked over old times together, college days and what happened to so-and-so, and what we've both been doing since, and we both got a little smashed on scotch, a bottle of VAT-69 given her by one of her admirers for some symbolic reason or other. It had been ten years since I'd seen Jody, and Lord, how she'd changed. Those huge, soulful, dark eyes were even deeper and more level and piercing than they'd been when she was twenty-one and could still remember back to the loss of her virginity. And her body had filled out very nicely, lovely surging breasts and firm hips and the kind of solid thighs that can constrict a man if he doesn't watch himself, the inevitable result, I suppose, all that filling out, of her constant activity. She'd had two more abortions since last we'd met, she told me, making a grand total of three, and the unlicensed fraud who committed, I can't say performed, the third one slipped a bit, and now dear Jody can rest assured that there will never be opportunity or necessity for a fourth. It was mid-afternoon, a Tuesday, in fact, and so both early in the day and early in the week for Jody to be down and about making a living. She was wearing a green-knit sheath dress. It went well with her naturally tanned complexion and honey-blonde hair, and she persisted in crossing her legs, revealing the long-tanned underslope of one rounded thigh. That was distracting as hell, but I averted my eyes, and compromised by looking intently at her breasts instead, outlined individually by the tight green knit, proclaiming twice that she wore no bra beneath. I knew I'd get a grumbly sort of hell from Marty for not coming back to the office after lunch, but this old-school reunion was just too good to miss. Besides, I had all my copy in on the Dexter frozen dinners, a square deal on a square meal— and didn't really have anything to do until I got the go-ahead from the Dexter people. So old-time clock Marty could go to hell with himself. I would spend a quiet afternoon here with dear old Jody and take my normal train back to Helen. I thought of Helen, my wifey wife, the frigid witch of the Ramapos, icily waiting off in our Rockland County suburban hideaway, and I glanced again up under Jody's green skirt, and I shuddered at the contrast. We sat and chatted and got quietly snockered, and I contemplated sliding the palm of my hand up along that thigh, fingers extended, and in a happy glow composed of one part vat-69 to one part reminiscence, I remembered the first time I had ever taken dear old Jody to bed.'